0: Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van VanBocken with the Public Affairs Department here at Eskenazi Health, and joining us is Shelly Fisher, Manager of Animal Assisted Therapy with Eskenazi Health Pet Therapy Program. Now, this is... This is fun. This is exciting. Uh, Shelley is the local celebrity. Or I guess the dogs would be the local celebrities, but Shelley is uh, the, the person you see, and she's been all over television uh, with the with all of our uh, pet therapy dogs that we have. Um, and she's here to talk about the important role that pet therapy dogs play in our patients' healing process, and also how to become a volunteer with the Eskenazi Health Pet Therapy Program. So, Shelley, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll get into the whole program, but first introduce yourself. How long have you been with Eskenazi Health? Uh, and how did you become the dog whisperer, I guess you could say? So go for it.
1: Thanks, Brian. Um, I'm excited to be here. So um, I started doing, um, I started guiding runners at the blind school. And I saw two guide dogs there that really changed the lives of, of two of the kids there. And I was like, I want to get into that. I want to see what that's about. Um, and then that just kind of took me on a journey. Um, I have a nursing background. and Uh, with pediatrics. And um, I did about two or three years just working with um, potential guide dogs and learned a lot there. And then this position kind of opened up, and I just popped in it. So um, from there, I've just been um, growing the program, meeting new people. There's some phenomenal people out there with dogs, and the dogs have become bridges um, to connecting all of us. So um, I've enjoyed all of that.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's great. And the way you talk about how you came into the role is like, it came about, so it becomes this organic, you know, passion project almost. And that's, you know, you get the most effective stuff of supposing like, yeah, I guess I'll take care of, it. you know, and I want to do this. Let me go and grow this into something great. Yeah. And what you've done with the pet therapy uh, program has just been uh, fantastic. So uh, as we we go into this, so there's there's pet therapy animals there's service animals there's emotional support animals but they're it's not the same thing. And I know there Maybe some people might lump it, lump things in. So what's the difference between a pet therapy dog, a service dog, an emotional support? How do, how do we differentiate sure. with the work that you do?
1: I love that you asked me that question. Um, so because it can get really kind of blurry and a little bit confusing. So if you think about it, so a service dog provides a service to someone. It's a task oriented dog. So a guide dog is a service dog. A diabetic alert dog is a service dog. A um Cesar Alert Dog is a service dog. These dogs um, have extensive training on what they are providing for that human. And so, um, I mean, it's like almost close to 200 hours, really, of training outside of what they're doing. So it's a very extensive um training process and usually by the age of two years old they have had this kind of training so that's a service dog and and so we wonder why they're able to come into facilities that is why they have they have had that training and they're able to do those um, services for the people because they really are essential um, to help them and then you have a therapy dog who has had some um, training right It's not a task-specific training, um, but they are able to help in physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, mental health groups, kind of what we do here, Um, visiting, just kind of hanging out. But they have good manners, right? They have passed the CGC. um, They've taken some type of therapy evaluation, so enough eyes have been on them, so they can come into a facility that has a program for a dog to come in. as a therapy dog Um, and then you have an emotional support dog and those are your emotional support dogs. Um, It doesn't mean that they can come into the hospital. Um, It doesn't mean that they can go into a restaurant. Um, What it does mean um, the ADA does protect um, emotional support animals um, within housing so that is something to look at but as in for other public areas Um, Therapy dogs and emotional support dogs are not considered service dogs and are not um, technically allowed into those areas.
0: So, and and I think it really speaks, and I'm not saying that other um, uh, healthcare organizations don't do this, but with Eskenazi, that approach to both medical and holistic uh, treatment options, you know, it's it's more than just a medical intervention and, and a medication, you know, and that, that what, you know, pet therapy dogs uh, can do for people to just, you know, brighten their spirits, help them through everything and all that stuff. So walk me through an appointment with a pet therapy dog. How how did, how does it all come together? Because you come in with the dog and then go. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. So no day is ever the same, ever. And so that's kind of what I love about it, too. If I'm asked to go to the James Wright Center and I'm in a group and we talk about mindfulness in the five senses, we then are exploring the dog and what they're kind of interested in, what they're doing, and we're we're talking about the dog. But then we're also reflecting back onto the humans, too. And so that is a really um, powerful moment. Um, I had a patient who was a palliative care patient who um, he was seeing his kids for possibly the last time and wanted a great memory with them. So we were able to go out into the garden and throw the ball with Charlie. And he and his kids were able to have that moment. Um, And then we have dogs that come in and help with physical therapy. So a patient who has had a stroke, and let's say they can't quite supinate, which means give the dog a treat and move their hands so they can give him a treat. They can hold a little tube, and we have a hole in the tube, and we slide a treat down the tube. And you should see the smile on their face because they accomplished something that they didn't think they could accomplish. And it's just those little, little things that you're able to do that makes such a difference. And, of course, the dogs are sitting there wagging their tails, happy to be a part of the whole situation.
0: So in something like this, do we have – Data or track in any way how the, the and I, I know I'm going off script here, but uh, do, the impact that these, you know, uh, I guess, meetings, events, time with the therapy dogs. Interaction. Yeah. How does it? help someone down the road or do we have like, are we, I'm, I'm probably not an, asking That's the okay. right question, like but studies. yeah, like yeah. Uh, so, so what, what have we seen come out of these this time with the animals?
1: So um, we have done two research studies here at Eskenazi, both in the emergency department. Um, the first one we did where we, um, we had people with mild to moderate anxiety and we would introduce the dog for about 30, 35 minutes. Um, and without, so, within all of those patients, we only had one patient that actually received any type of medication um so it's highly effective, um, especially when you know we're tagged for you know this patient is in this kind of state, and we know going in um, what we can provide for that patient. so it helps the communication part of it because we know, hey, this patient is having some anxiety, and how can we make that bridge between the dog to us to get some information
0: do they get to uh They get to pick and choose the dog that they get to see, or there's some dogs that work better with other patients, or is it? Hey, this is who we have on site. Or so
1: the fun thing is, um, within our program, we've started um, like little badges. Mm -hmm. So dogs that are just strong and most of them are all strong and love to be out in the garden um they have a little uh, garden badge and then we have a lobby badge for the dogs and then we have an emergency room badge for the dogs so it just depends on kind of what their level is and we watch that with dog language like their body language and how they are responding and so we vet that um many times to make sure they're they're having as much fun as we are um and we see that through their through their through their own body language. So it's really important to um, that both species are, are having fun in the whole scenario because then if they're not, you're not really having a true therapeutic reaction, right? So we are um, really – that's just one of my huge goals is that each species is maintaining a great time and not just tolerating
0: uh, since, since it was brought up, uh, the the garden, the pet therapy garden. Please let's let's talk about the the pet therapy garden because we, it opened up when COVID started, and we're, we're we've been struggling to figure out the best way to. to do everything. And dang COVID just kind of got in the way of it. So please, um, uh, and I'm going to leave it to you to put the name out because I don't want to screw it up, but tell us about the, the. I'm going to still call it the brand new pet therapy garden here at Eskenazi Health.
1: So it's the Lisa K. Humpke Canine Therapy Garden. Um, Lisa, her husband and, her, and his daughter um, donated money for um, some of the garden and Um, Lisa was a huge advocate of um, dog agility, pet therapy, loved healing through play. And so I love that experience of when people come out into the garden, I get to talk about Lisa. So Lisa's spirit is out there. And it's just kind of a fun way to introduce the garden to people. (laughs) Um, And then as you walk through, you have um, Bonnie's courtyard. So Bonnie was our first therapy dog. It's a wonderful place to go um, to remember her and kind of talk about her. And when patients kind of sit out there, I'll talk about Bonnie because people will ask because there's plaques out there. Who's Bonnie? And so we have conversations about Bonnie as well. Um, Going through then, we have going through the gates onto the left, we have the palliative and chronic care area. So patients that have been here for an extended amount of time or um, are just needing that piece um, get to see their own dog when scheduled. Um, We have that area out there for them. So that can bring a lot of comfort to people and even the families of these patients. So I really enjoy having that space.
0: And then it's also an agility, yep. dog Okay, yep. go ahead. And Sorry if I moving cut you off. Yep. We're all moving right. through. So we have a
1: track that <laughs> okay. goes all the way around. Um, 18 times is a mile. And um, it's wonderful for PT, OT to kind of uh, monitor their patient's um, gait on. And also, like people that are getting into wheelchairs, being able to ride up and down and turn the corners on wheelchairs, we can observe that, too, all while getting fresh air and sunshine, um, which is wonderful, and having the dog around. Uh, we have a great seating area and, of course, the agility, um, which is fun for the dogs and a lot of fun for the people because a lot of patients have never seen a dog you know, jump over something or go through a hoop or walk over the bridge. Um, and the bridge is a wonderful thing because the bridge out there um, – we can pull a wheelchair really close to it, and we can have a dog right on top, and it's kind of eye to eye then with the patient, and they're able to brush the dog, even stand up for a little while. So um, we've had a, a ton of fun out there with it.
0: And I know uh, people listening to this, and lots of people think they want to, you know, toot the horn about their dog, and everyone's got the greatest dog ever. But and they're right. Yeah, and they're right. Yes, but not not becoming a therapy dog. It's a it's a pretty extensive process for both owner and animal for the training. Can, can you walk us through one, the steps to, to become a certified pet therapy dog? Um, maybe what types of dog make better breeds for this line of work, uh, and that process to, sure. to become one. More-
1: so really what you want to do, um, when you're even thinking about a pet therapy dog, um, you can't really go to a litter and say, I want this dog to be a pet therapy dog. Like It kind of has to evolve. And the way you find out is that they love to be around people. So socializing them when they're younger in a positive way is always a great way to start. You can kind of see if the dog really enjoys that, how they do in different environments. If they aren't aren't timid, they're pretty confident. Um, And then just work with them in those spaces. Um, And then after that, um, you can do, like, puppy classes. You can start doing, like, intermediate classes and just seeing how you and your dog progress. Um, after that, there's a canine good citizen. Um, and the canine good citizen just is you and your dog out in public and how do they actually respond in public. And and there's great classes out there that you can take for that. Um, and the last but not least is a therapy evaluation. Um, and that's really kind of honing in on kind of what's expected of the dog when they do come here. We want to make sure that they're enjoying it the whole time. So we never want them to be fearful or scared. And that's pretty vetted out in the beginning because if you have a puppy that isn't wanting to do those types of things, odds are they're probably not going to be a therapy dog. But there's so many other things that you can do with your dog. So um, it's not for everyone, but you certainly can start and give yourself you know, a good starting block. But you know, setting yourself up for success and understanding that this might not happen is probably a good thing to remember too because, you know, you want what's best for your dog as well.
0: For someone who's listening to this and might be interested in pursuing a pet therapy uh, dog training. So are there places, is there something we can promote for if you're interested, go to like this website or is it all training through you? How does someone, because I know it's, it's a volunteer program. So how would someone get get themselves and their dog involved in this.
1: Sure. So volunteers, so I'll do kind of two different things. So volunteers can reach out to me um, at michelle.fisher at EskenaziHealth.edu. And um, ask questions. You can start asking questions. Also, Indy Canine Services um, is working with me as well with our CGC and our therapy evaluations. Um, but we, all, we would love to have any type of conversation with anyone, um, whether it's just getting you and your dog on the right track um, to doing something fun, building and just Building that animal and human bond um, is something I just love to see happening. So, reaching out to me, emailing me, would be a great starting point. Re- reaching out to Indy K9 Services would be a great sp- uh, starting point as well. Uh,
0: and then for patients, how does uh, how does a patient go about? setting up an appointment with a therapy dog or requesting one, or do you just wander around and stick your head to like, how did, how does the whole process of, of uh, showing up with a pet therapy Sure. Dog so is?
1: for outpatient, um, it's great if like, if you're seeing your physical therapist or occupational therapist, let them know that you're interested in pet therapy and that you'd like to have them involved in the treatment or into your specific goals. We can totally do that because then they will reach out to me and we'll set up a time, uh, when that can happen for inpatient. Um, you can talk to your nurse um, or your physician, or you can even um, give me a call, too. Just ask to speak to the animal-assisted um, manager, pet therapy manager, and I will be there.
0: Then, But how long is one of these visits? Is it just until it's time to go, or is it? There... And that
1: varies. Yeah. Um, sometimes the dogs will come in the room and— um, there's a quick, it's a quick visit, right? Or sometimes we're in there for 20 minutes. Um, if it's an outpatient visit, we have specific goals. And that's what I'm really working on now is having goal-oriented interventions with some of our patients. Um, we started a new mental health group at James Wright, which I love. And we're also doing a lot of different things with um, the, pediat- the pediatric population at 38th Street, um, just watching those kids kind of progress too. So um, the dogs really help the energy in the room with the kids and just the motivation, too. So it, it, to answer your question, it could be anything, really.
0: Fantastic. Shelly Fisher, before we wrap things up, uh, also, it, and I also look forward to when as we come out of COVID. You can see her very often walking around the hallways of the hospital with a dog, and there's always a Pied Piper crowd behind her with the dogs. But is there anything we haven't touched on for this that you like to make sure gets out there? or?
1: No, I think I think what I would love this is this is just for me is that people really tune into their own dogs body language because I think if we did more of that a lot of um, incidents could be prevented and and just kind of learn more about dog body language and and kind of it's kind of fascinating then just to watch your dog because once you learn it and you watch your dog you can't help but see it. So that's just something I really would promote for people um, because you can really strengthen that human and animal bond by doing those kind of things.
0: It's really one of the coolest programs that we have here at Eskenazi Health. Also, at the Eskenazi Health YouTube page, we have some videos of the pet therapy dogs up there. People can go and uh, uh, take a look at them. Um, Shelly, thanks a lot for coming in and, and giving us some of your time today. I uh, appreciate to uh, uh, Joe and Rachel for taking care of everything. Of course, uh, you can see or hear all of our previous podcast episodes at our SoundCloud account, uh, Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. And uh, we will be uh, back with you and another episode coming up soon. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health.